have I said everything I feel I need to say about this? Not, is this person's life going to change if they read it? But I asked myself, have I said everything I could possibly say about this topic to the point where if I put this out into the world, I'm proud of it. And that always brought me back to, okay, changing some things, adding some things. And what I really try to do to, to be selfless is actually a little bit selfish, which is the funny part is asking, is asking myself, is my being my soul happy with what I'm putting out? Welcome to the Drive to Succeed podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Drive to Succeed podcast. If it's your first time tuning in today, my name is Daniel, the host of the show. The Drive to Succeed exists to bring you new knowledge, wisdom, and truth in the world of entrepreneurship and self-development. Today's episode is a lighthearted conversation with no other than the author of the book, At Home Anywhere. Rachel Lynn is an American-born author and mentor who writes on personal experience with the relationship to self, family, and the emotional impact of big life transitions. And in this episode, we talk about how Rachel navigated changes in her life as she moved in from one country to another, what inspired her to write her first book in the personal development space. Rachel also shared the importance of staying true to yourself, and despite being in the self-help space, we talk about the other side of personal development industry. I know some of you guys would probably raise your brows, but I hope, I hope you take this episode to heart because from reinventing yourself to learning to amplify your true self to publishing your own book, then this episode is a must. Get your pens and notes or note app ready and without further ado, let's welcome the one and only Rachel Lynn. Yeah, so just Rachel, before we, we deep dive in, just tell us a little bit more who you are, what's your story, and you know, enlighten us about the book. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Um, so yeah, I'm Rachel Lynn. I am American by birth. I'm Canadian American by passport, so <laughs> dual citizen here. Um, and I lived in Dubai and live in Dubai now spread out across a few places. Um, but for the last two years with my husband, who is a Malaysian Indian. So we have uh, a big mix of experiences and life and culture going on. Um, and I come from a background if you go way, way back of human resources, I was an HR consultant, very uh, people centric, people focused. And then I moved into working with personal development authors and coaches and things like that. So I got into kind of that self-help space and mostly because I needed help and I sought out help. And then I started to work for them doing copywriting and all kinds of things. So when I moved to Dubai, it was two weeks after I married my husband um, and I went through basically a big depression and through um, just kind of identity crisis and didn't know what to do with it. And I thought, let's just use all of my history with personal development and use it for my benefit, but also helping other people because I couldn't find a resource that mm -hmm. was what I wanted. I was a young, newly married woman without kids that am very entrepreneurial minded. And I couldn't find anything to kind of support me in that way, I guess, in the millennial way, though, I don't like to say that like, <laughs> I cross, I feel like many generational interests 
Um, but so that's what brought me to writing my first book, which is something I always wanted to do. And now um, through 2020 and all of life that's happened, we are splitting our time between Dubai, Canada and Malaysia, where my husband's family is. So mm -hmm. currently just adjusting to that and taking some of my own advice of moving and, and settling in again. <laughs> interesting, interesting. And so I didn't know this. Uh, we were talking behind or not behind the camera, but before we start recording, um, that you were you were once a copywriter or a ghostwriter for personal development, right? And then you were an HR yeah. um, consultant for ten years. Um, I, I'm just I'm just really curious as well, like how did the the transition start? Because most of the time, like you know, when you go into personal development or self help, you can say is that you know maybe you watch Tony Robbins or you know you're some part of depression or something, then you just stumble on this one crazy idea like it's gonna change everything right um and i don't want to use that term because yeah. this is like most of the term what, what coaches uses or like personal development things yeah. so how, how did it transition and also how, the way you communicate it doesn't feel like you're in self-help but rather more on a heart-centered you know message um just tell us a little bit mm -hmm. more about that as well yeah, so I grew up with being exposed to self-help. So my father listened to Tony Robbins, you know, like I was young. My So my dad was a Tony Robbins guy, definitely business-minded, more like running a business kind of things he was trying to learn. And my mom was this more spiritual uh, Louise Hay. I don't know if you've heard of her, but like the softer side of personal development, you could say. So I grew up around it, and I always thought it was – BS. Like, I'll be honest. I was just like, okay, not interested. I was too young and teenager, like stop playing these tapes around me. But also the mindset was naturally kind of building. And so when I got into HR, that's what I got my degree in. I got a job and I was in a lot of unfulfilling dating relationships. Let's say like that was my catalyst of, of noticing I had really terrible patterns of choosing like, these people that I didn't necessarily weren't wasn't worthy of me, I guess I will say. Um, and so I, that was like my catalyst problem that brought me back to self help and personal development is how can I have better relationships? Why does my job, even though I thought it was right, feel unfulfilling, same old kind of story. Um, but I actually moved to New York City. So I grew up in New York State in a Western part of New York State in the US. And I moved to New York City for an HR job, I thought, okay, I'm restarting my life. I'm away from my family. This is like the dream, right? Every American, not every, but a lot of Americans <laughs> want to move to New York City, even people yeah. abroad. So I got about three weeks into that job and was also in a relationship that I knew needed to end, but I couldn't end it. And that was when I hired my, my first coach for myself. She was a dating coach. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember to this day, I have the memory uh, of sitting in my HR job and thinking, okay, I wish I could just get into this space and work, like be an entrepreneur, do these things these coaches are doing. And within about three weeks of coaching, my coach knew I was trying to get into writing. Mm -hmm. So she said to me, you know, I'm looking for a copywriter uh, part-time. Would you be interested in kind of being trained to co write copy? And immediately, yes, okay, <laughs> I'm in, I want to know. And then uh, I, I think about a month after that, she offered me a full-time job. So I had moved to New York City, 
and accepted an HR job through tears three months after I accepted it and started said, sorry, I have to quit because I'm doing this other thing. Um, and it was a big risk because like no benefits, no, not, yeah. it was salary, it was but just like it's started. not a corporate job. It's, yeah, I was working for, I was her only full-time employee. So very, very different environment, you know, but uh, I, I took the leap and that kind of catapulted me into where we are now. And how long have you been working with, with a dating coach? I worked with her. So for her or how long was she coaching me? No, no. So, so, no, so I, I understand that uh, you've been coached for three weeks and at the end of three weeks, um, she sensed mm -hmm. that you were going into personal development space. So she hired you as yeah. um, a copywriter. Um, now my question is yeah. how long, like how, Like, have you been working with her? How is the transition working? And, or, you know, in, in the... Got it. Yeah. So I worked for her two years full time. Mm -hmm. And then uh, life kind of happened. And I left that relationship, like through her coaching, that relationship was over. I was single, exploring life. And I decided that I wanted to basically take on other clients. So doing what I was doing for her, but for more people. So wow. we had a conversation and, and I transitioned into, I'm starting my own business. So I will do this for you on a contract basis and take other clients. And I actually then moved home from New York city. So I worked for her full time, maybe two years and then part-time another year. And I started taking other clients until I moved to Dubai, essentially mm. that moving to Dubai point was when I, the first time that I had stopped working in a long time. Wow. And when was this year? Like three years back, five years back? When I you moved, moved to, Dubai? to Dubai. Yeah, September 2018. Mm -hmm. So two and a half years. Not that long ago, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, interesting. And then you 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 written your, your own book, which is At Home Anywhere and published it in November 2019. Yes. Um, so I'm just sort of yeah. curious. So just about a year later. Interesting. And I'm just really curious, since, you know, you're well known, you could say you have experience in copywriting, um, because most of, you could say the trajectory, the trajectory of, you know, someone who used to be a copywriter, they either open up the, mm. their own agency, they hire people, similar skill sets and work for all these coaches, or launch a VA company yeah. somewhere in the Philippines or India or Malaysia or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. What made you decide to write a book? <laughs> instead you know. yeah so i i thought about that my plan was to come to dubai start my company there you know use my experience and help people in the uae and in the gcc and then i thought i i tried it i tried it for one client and i got really frustrated with myself because i said why am i building other people's businesses and companies when i know i have things I want to talk about and I can use all this for myself and really the 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 thing that I had to adjust to was the idea of not making any money so it was really hard for me to accept that my husband would take care of me financially this is like a huge like not just North American but like mindset yeah. of oh that's not a good thing just you know mm -hmm. only be supported by your husband and so that had me hung up on not doing it for a long time but once I said you know what Like, I would take out a business loan if I was on my own. Why, why is it wrong of me to have support of my husband? Like, that doesn't make any sense. 
when I let that kind of go, I let that go. Then I said, okay, it's time. I'll try this and try the message for myself. And I reached out to two publishers just to kind of see, is this even an idea that anybody cares about? And when they both said yes to me, like, this is interesting. I said, okay, I have to, uh, like, what, what am I doing? I have to do it. Yeah. And they said, and, and the publishers are based in Dubai. So the one that I went with, yes, is uh, is based in Dubai. It's the DreamWorks Collective. They're a great team. It is a form of publishing where you pay costs up front. So mm-hmm. it's not traditional publishing in the sense of hiring an agent and then they yeah. give you, I mean, like not a lot of people and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of that model is changing too. But so I did make an investment to cover, you know, formatting it and the cover design and, and all of that. Um, and the company in the U.S. that I was talking to was Scribe Media, which is very similar model. And they are run by Tucker Max, who um, is a famous author here. Yeah. Uh, he wrote, what did he write? I hope they served beer in hell or something, I think was his first, his first yeah. book. Anyway, so they're both kind of those hybrid publishers that coach you and support you in, in writing it along the way. And that was something that I really wanted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And and also, I'm just a little curious because now we're talking about, you know, publishing books. And I, I know there are like a couple of like different approach how to publish a book. Right. So I'm just a little yeah. curious is the one is the route that you went into is where, you know, an editor comes in, send you questions, then you just, you know, blurt out whatever the, the story is, and then they just write it up. Or do you write it yourself and mm-hmm. then send it to them for editing, you know, proofreading everything, you know? Yeah, I wrote it myself and then edited. I think we had three back and forth rounds of editing. So it was all me. I totally understand. And maybe in another next book would do that where I'm just speaking it and somebody's <laughs> helping me put it together. Um, but this one was, yeah, all me, the first draft. So the first, you do the outline first, and then the first few chapters to make sure you're headed in the right direction, then you get the whole thing done and they mm-hmm. take it over from there. Yeah. And how long was the process? Does it took you a year, six months? I was on, we fast tracked it faster than a lot of people. So I think I had the full, the full first draft was Mm -hmm. done in two and a half months, maybe Mm -hmm. three months. And then they, so from accepting the contract with them to publishing was about nine months. Mm, interesting yeah. interesting and and the way you written it, it it was really personal and i can feel it and and you know the whole book was you know totally reflecting of who you are as a person and i can see there's also like mm-hmm. uh, what do you call this like prompts uh it's like because when i when i browse it or not browse it like digitally when i saw it it's like uh, a format yeah. where there's a story behind it and then there's a summary bullet points around it and then after it, there was like a journal thing where you answer yeah mm-hmm. yeah do, do you make it intentional like that or because you wanted to you know, do like a journal sessions later on or what are your thoughts on yeah i so i do have a journaling course now but that was not on my plan at all to, to do that <laughs> um it came kind of naturally i I took the books that I love. So I took, for example, I love The Alchemist. I think The Alchemist is a self-help book, but it's fiction. Like that's how I interpret it. 
So I love The Alchemist. I love some uh, Brene Brown books. And there's another book that I really love and that I, I'm going to blank on the correct name, but it's like, uh, it's John Gottman and it's about five rules of marriage. That's not the name of it, but it's something close to that. Mm-hmm. Is it Gary and Chapman? The commonality no. was... No, is it, it, is it yeah, Gary Chapman, yeah, right? Yeah, Gary, Gary Chapman, the Gary five Chapman love languages. Gary Chapman is the author. So it's uh, five yes. love languages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, go ahead. I, it's a classic book that everybody knows um, that I couldn't remember the name, but I took all of those and I said, okay, how do they structure it? What do I love about that structure? And I really loved being able to, okay, there was a lot of meat in this chapter, but what was that point that they got to that I just, re- I want to remember and go back and reference And I wanted something that people could work through themselves. Um, So that's why I also included the journal prompts. So that was all part of me just kind of understanding what do I love as a reader and how can I make this not just like a story, but also tangible. So trying to weave all of those together. Yes. And and the way I say it, because most of the author, let's just face it, most of the authors who created a book, they use it as a marketing, you know, you know, um, like a lead lead generation tool, right? Yeah, a marketing yeah. tool um, or yeah. a branding tool. But in your in your perspective or the way you written it, it's just something that you wanted to create, where you wanted to consume it as well, right? For your own self. And I think most people doesn't. I mean, going especially in the personal development, it's really difficult to like come across a person creating something without an agenda. And the mm. way you created it is something like very selfless, which I really love about. And that's why even a year after, I think I was supposed to interview an Emirates lit fast, but I think we, we the conversation uh, just right. got lost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was just yeah. like, you know, let me try again, um, which I'm really happy to do this as well. And, you know, just, just to have like, cause most of our, like, of course this podcast is personal development self, um, self-help as well. Um, but the, I wanted to come across where, how do you create something that is so, you know, um, coming in the center of selflessness where you wanted to help Mm -hmm. something, but without expecting to get something in return? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Thank you for all that reflection and the question and what is true for me. I'll just share what's true for me is that. I share things and write things. And what I asked myself throughout writing the book was, have I said everything I feel I need to say about this? Not, is this person's life going to change if they read it? But I asked myself, have I said everything I could possibly say about this topic to the point where if I put this out into the world, I'm proud of it. And that always brought me back to, okay, changing some things, adding some things. And what I really try to do to, to be selfless is actually a little bit selfish, which is the funny part is asking, is asking myself, is my being, my soul happy with what I'm putting out? Because my greatest, like my point in life, like there's this whole conversation around purpose and what is your purpose and finding your purpose. For me, the purpose of life is like being full out yourself. And so if I'm creating something, do I feel like it's fully me? And it naturally helps people and that people naturally buy it. And I, I totally understand because I came from learning the 
funnel strategy and the marketing strategy and all of that. And I have had, I've taken my time to grow rather than doing all of that because it just, I didn't, I didn't, uh, it didn't feel good. It didn't feel good to me. Um, so that's how the journaling course came about too, is that people, I just started sharing it because I was journaling and people said, Oh, can you give me prompts about this thing? Or how can I use it in my own life? And again, it's like, is it, is it helping me? Is it the fullest expression of me? Um, and I know that I have the privilege and benefit of being financially supported. So I don't have that time pressure and that I, I grew up in that pressure of, you know, I've had a job, had a job since I was 14 of like make, needing to survive. So I understand why and how these people in personal development can get into that space of like, yeah. this is my freebie. This is my funnel. This is my thing because they're tying their financial existence to also themselves and their products. Mm-hmm. So I know that when I am being able to separate that helps a little bit also so i, I don't want to leave that part out but mm. yeah long answer to that question. <laughs> I, I really <laughs> I, I really love it i i think um that's where it came from like because you are more in tune into like delivering what your heart is saying rather than how how you can get more out of this when you said this and said this or you know said not mm-hmm. um but i'm yeah. just really curious as well is there something that turned you off in the personal development space that's a whole like three hour episode I think. <laughs> <laughs> excuse me um it's a beautiful space it really really is but there's just a lot of buts there's a lot of buts i think what turned me off if there was a main thing. And it's funny because when I went to Dubai, I didn't know that there was such a big like life coach personal development. <laughs> I didn't know. I thought it didn't exist. I'm like, no, I'm going to a fresh, I'm going to a fresh space, right? It's new yeah. there. It's not new. <laughs> There's a lot of people there. Uh, and so coming back to North America now this month, I saw, oh, here's all this North American stuff again. It's the same group of people talking to the same group of friends that they have promoting the same friends that they've always had. Um, So the biggest thing I would dislike about it is just that it can turn into like a high school club all over again of like promote my stuff, I'll promote your stuff. And this is how we'll, you know, there are some really, really great people. So for example, I worked with uh, Preston Smiles. Um, mm-hmm. He is, a, I don't, he's familiar, but not too, too big, but yeah. he's really, really good. Is, is he the black guy um, with yeah. a family oriented yeah, yeah. content? Yeah, understand. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, his husband, his wife, Alexi, and their three kids, they have twins. And, um, you know, I worked with him one-on-one when he was like, I don't know, two years into his career and now, you know, watching his trajectory, but he always says what he needs to say. And that's why I love him. He's not fitting into the way you're supposed to do stuff in the industry, if that makes sense, according to someone. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot, there's a lot of people, you know, I found out someone that I was following for a while on the business side was a Scientologist and I, that didn't resonate with me once I found that out, you know? So there's just certain things that I always tell people, 
your people that you're following have their own stuff and they have the right to change their mind, even about stuff they're teaching. Like I know people that were, you know, relationship coaches that then get divorced and stuff happens, right? So you can't depend on them for your source of modeling and what you're going after, but you can, you know, take the things that resonate with you. And I think some people get really, it's a new addiction. Like, okay, you're yeah. addicted to social media, you're trying to heal that, but then you become addicted to personal development and that's not the point of it either. So, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. sometimes um, even, even in the, I, I like I noticed this like a um, couple of months back when I just started to look back on a, on a bird's eye view where self-development industry can be like a form of a drug where, you know, you keep reading yeah. quotes, keep listening to podcasts, reading books. Then you've been consuming yeah. this for maybe for a year. And then looking back, you haven't accomplished anything because you were so addicted yeah. with the content. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and, and also, uh, what are your thoughts? Because um, like this is one of the conversation I really love is when, when you mentioned about people you look for inspiration and people like in this space, they sometimes go into like a high school and the ego can be very fragile when someone like contradict their idea, their thought, they're just gonna like, you know, block them or something. Do you, have you ever come across in that situation where someone contradicted you and, you know, maybe telling you for you to write this book or something like that? Hmm. I had one scenario where, um, I kind of found out after the fact that someone was saying things, it was more, I was actually running events in Dubai um, and they were gathering women and we were, you know, conversing and things. And I was so new and I didn't know know, how to partner with restaurants and get deals. So I had to charge for it. I had to charge an entry kind of fee to make up for the cost of the food and everything. And I found out that somebody was sharing um, that they didn't think it was made sense to charge to help people make friends, to charge money to help people make friends. Um, and it, I was so new to the area, so new to everything that I was really, really upset. Like I was like, I'm trying to help people. And now they're sharing this on their own feed about how could they be doing this thing, right? Um, So that happened, but it also taught me a huge lesson. Like I was in a vulnerable state and I was also unsure of myself and what I was doing, you know, and, and feeling guilty for charging. And that's how it showed up. It showed up in somebody saying, okay, like, let's poke the sore, you know, (laughs) let's see, let's see how much you really stand in what you do. And it taught me that now I only talk about things and share things that I'm like a hundred percent solid in or that I have a hundred percent worked through myself um, as far as coaching other people. I still share my struggles and I still share that experience. Um, but yeah, having that reflection and that difference of opinion really just reminds me how sure of myself am I? And if I'm doubting myself, if their opinion is bothering me, then actually I'm questioning myself too. Right. And so it's not easy. It's especially the first time, the first few times, it's not easy at all. Um, But they say it happens to everybody and they say it happens to the best of us because you're you're pushing buttons and that's okay. 
Yeah. Yes, exactly. And and yeah. I always believe that you need as you know as time goes by, you need to learn how to embrace this type of people. Um, because yeah. sometimes, like in this space, or if you're an author, you're a speaker, you can say anything you want, and you know, one way or another, people will you know resonate with your message. So it's always yeah. also important to have someone contradict you. So it will like test your character. Whether how do I, you know, somehow you know, what it calls like, how can I react to this positively exactly. where I exactly. preach, where I do what I preach? What I mean. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes the best re- reaction is no response, you know, and that's <laughs> difficult. Like that's really no difficult. comment. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, it's okay. I don't need to approach it. Um, that's really difficult, but absolutely, it teaches you your resilience, your reaffirming yourself, and it actually helps you get clear on the people you are here for, because you're obviously not here, you know, for that person in that moment. Yeah. Interesting. So as we go near um, end of the podcast, I just wanted to ask, so where can people find a book? Just give us a little bit uh, just about the you know the the first book and then when's the next one where can people find you any upcoming <laughs> journaling sessions and all that yeah wonderful so anybody in the uae surrounding area um there's books in kinakunia and virgin stores um you can also you know if people are staying home um, they're on their websites, but also the DreamWork Collective is the, the, just the publisher who will send you directly from their warehouses. Um, there are also, if people are internationally, Amazon, Amazon um, UK, it's up there and can ship to many countries that way. There's an audiobook and an ebook and the physical book. So wow. go crazy. Um, <laughs> and then the second book is a work in progress. And actually, I haven't shared with anybody, I'll share with you um, because my next transition in life hopefully will be motherhood. Um, I've already started kind of reflecting on how I'm already transitioning into that process um, and planning to at least write through that process and in the time after. Um, So it'll take a little bit longer to write that one, (laughs) but uh, that's the plan. So really cover and, and support myself through the transition, but maybe something can be useful for somebody else. Yeah. Wow. And the, the website is rachellin.com, right? Yes. Rachel, rachellin.com. My name is R-A-C-H-A-E-L. It's a, <laughs> there's a second <laughs> A in there. Um, and Instagram is with Rachel Lynn. As with Rachel Lynn. Understood. Yeah. yeah. And before my last and final question, just want to say thank you so much for sharing your journey with us, with, with our audience and enlightening some really difficult you know, questions in there, some topics that may raise eyebrows for some other people who are listening to this. Um, just want to say thank you for being vulnerable and sharing your story. So my last and final question to you is, um, Rachel, if everything is stripped away from you, so maybe 10 years from now, you know, you've been speaking all over the stage or all over the world or whatever it is, right? Um, you've published several books, become successful or whatever the su- whatever success means to you, right? Um, mm-hmm. If everything, all of this is, is stripped away from you and you're going to start all over again, what would be your main drive to succeed? Hmm. My main drive to succeed is always comes back to connection. 
um, and deepening connection first, if everything's taken away with my family and my, myself and God, um, because then I figure things out from there. So I would really just refocus in with my husband and my, the family that's around um, and see what happens. Yeah. All right. Understood. Thank you so much once again, Rachel Lynn, for your time. And for our audience, please visit Rachel Lynn's website or visit her on Instagram, purchase the book, um, support her. And any last uh, words before we end this episode? No, thank you for having me. I think it was perfect timing, even post uh, one year ago scheduling. This was the right time. So <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Rachel, for your time. See you in the next one. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and share this with your friends, with your family and loved ones. It would really mean the world to me because every post, every share, every stories that you create with the drive to succeed really helps expanding its reach even further. And only then we can multiply our impact. The people who are listening, the people who are writing their notes, the people who are learning from this podcast will definitely change their life one episode at a time. So even if you don't do it, don't stress about it. We are still friends. Just continue to show up every week because I promise you I'm going to bring you more valuable guests and solo episodes to transform your life and your business. So wherever part of the world you are in today, thank you again so much for listening. Stay safe, take care, and God bless.